Have you ever sat down to read your Bible and wonder where to begin, or question if the ancient words on those impossibly thin pages will ever make any sense? Maybe you've compared your Bible with the colorful and note-filled pages of others, or wondered how to understand why you believe what you believe. You're not alone, my friend. Welcome to the Biblical Context Matters podcast. I'm Bree Blum, and I will be your host while we take a closer look at God's Word through the eyes of the original audience, exploring the cultural, historical, geographical, linguistic, political, and religious influences upon the people and places of the Bible. Together, we'll learn how to intentionally study Scripture to get beyond surface-level knowledge and find a deeper belief and understanding of the heart of God. It's possible. Thank you, Promise. God, the master artist. My senior year of college, one of my roommates was an art major. When I would meet her in the art department, I was always so amazed by her talent and the other artists. Every piece was so impressive to me as they shared a different story and invoked different emotions. One of my favorite paintings my roommate did was large and full of bright, colorful swirls. It was one of the beautiful highlights of her display. I remember leaving the art department one evening and walking outside to see one of the most gorgeous sunsets. The whole sky was painted in vivid, radiant colors similar to my roommate's painting, and I just had to stop and admire God's stunning artwork. Everywhere we look, we see his incomparable pieces of art. His beautiful attention to detail is breathtaking. I love how God uses each season to showcase his talent. It's as if each winter he pulls out a new snowy white canvas and prepares his colorful palette for the year ahead. While every season is beautiful, I believe God, the master artist, enjoys showing off his amazing use of colors most in the fall. One of Intentional Filling's dedicated community members, Charlene Horman, recently shared a message about how all of the beautiful colors of fall can serve as reminders of God's attributes and his promises. Charlene's notes, which she generously shared with us, have inspired this blog, and I'm excited to pass along these colorful connections. God's color palette for fall. When you think of fall, what colors come to mind? I automatically picture red, yellow, orange, purple, and green. Red or scarlet? Maple leaves, cranberry sauce, rhubarb pie, pomegranates, roasted red tomatoes, dark red chrysanthemums, red apples, and beautiful red cardinals are just a few examples of shades of red and scarlet on God's colorful palette. The Hebrew word for red is udon, which literally means red clay. There are many biblical names derived from this word, including Adam, the first human God created from the dust of the earth. Also, closely related to this word is Edom, which is another name for Esau. Genesis 25 verse 25 tells us, not coincidentally, that Isaac's son Esau was known for his red and hairy skin. Red has always been associated with blood which in the Bible is directly connected to atonement and deliverance. Blood was an essential part of the ritual sacrifices for the atonement of sins. Exodus 
12 verses 13 through 28 tells of how the Israelites put blood from sacrificial lambs on their doorposts during the last plague before they were delivered from Egypt. And 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 18 through 19 explains how Jesus Christ was crucified as the sacrificial lamb. He shed his blood upon the cross for the atonement of our sins. So, when you see red or scarlet colors this fall, take time to remember Christ's ultimate sacrifice for you on the cross. Yellow and gold. Yellow is one of my favorite colors, and we see this color in so many places in the fall, such as corn, squash, hay bales, dried weed or corn stalks, yellow leaves and flowers, the sunshine, and little goldfinch birds. In the Bible, we see gold and yellow often mentioned together and considered closely connected. In antiquity, gold was known as the most valuable and precious metal. It was used as currency, and it was used to make the holiest artifacts and temples. Exodus chapter 25 verses 10 through 22 describes in detail how the Ark of the Covenant was elaborately covered in the purest gold. And Revelation chapter 21 verse 21 tells us that we can look forward to seeing and even walking along the heavenly streets paved with gold. Gold that had been through the refining process to be made pure and near perfection is a symbol of our own refining and sanctification as God's people. When you see where God painted in nature with yellow and gold, be reminded of his glory, joy, divinity, kingship, holiness, majesty, and righteousness. Orange and Amber When red and yellow are combined, we get the color orange. There's no denying that this is one of the most vivid, prominent colors we see in the fall. Leaves, pumpkins, butternut squash, sweet potato pie, monarch butterflies, fire pits, sunsets, and a full harvest moon are just a few examples of shades of amber and orange on God's colorful palette. Orange represents the fire of God, deliverance, and passionate praise. All throughout scripture, God used fire to reveal his presence to his people. In Exodus 3, God got Moses' attention by speaking to him from a bush that was on fire but did not burn up. Later, in Exodus 13, God led his people through the wilderness with a pillar of fire at night. And over in the New Testament, God continued to use fire to make his presence known. In Acts chapter 2, when Jesus' followers were celebrating Shavuot, what we know as Passover, they saw tongues of fire that separated and rested on each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. In Hebrews chapter 12, we learned that Jesus is the founder and perfecter of our faith. The chapter ends with verses 28 and 29 in the NIV saying, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. This passage refers to God's consuming fire as the reason for reverent worship because we will spend eternity in heaven with him. When you see God painting with orange or amber this autumn, remember that he is a consuming fire and he is always with us. Purple and violet. 
With such a wide variety of purple flowers, it's easy to see God loves painting the shades of purple. He also made many fruits, vegetables, purple, such as grapes, plums, figs, beets, onions, sweet potatoes, cauliflower, and Indian corn. In antiquity, purple or violet dyes were considered the most valuable. Purple garments were reserved for the upper class, royalty, and priests. In Acts chapter 16, we read about Lydia, who was a dealer of purple cloth. She mingled with and served the rich. Lydia was a loyal follower of Jesus and opened her home to become the first church in Europe. Most of the purple cloth being used in the Bible was for priestly garments. Aaron was the first high priest who wore the robes made of purple yarn interwoven with blue and scarlet, as well as threads of hammered gold. Hebrews chapter 8 tells of how Jesus is our high priest, and Revelation chapter 19 verse 16 says, On his robe is written, King of kings and Lord of lords. When you see what God has painted purple and violet this fall, remember Jesus is the high priest and king of kings, worthy of all worship. Green. Take a moment to look at a plant. Even though we all might have looked at different kinds of plants, there's a really good chance we looked at a plant that was green. Since there are way too many to list, I've often wondered if green is one of God's favorite colors. As a master artist, he uses so many different shades of green all throughout the year. With the vast majority of plants being green during at least some of the seasons, it's easy to understand why the color green is symbolic of life and growth. Teachers and rabbis often used objects to better illustrate their lessons, and it was very common for plants to be used as metaphors to explain the spiritual realm. For example, evergreen trees keep their foliage and stay green all year long. For most of us, when we think of evergreen trees, we quickly think of Christmas trees brought into our homes and decorated during winter. These trees are more than just pretty decorations. They also carry the symbol of God's everlasting life. So whenever you see something God has painted green throughout the year, remember John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. From the King James Version. The Master Artist Everywhere we look, we see God's beautiful and extravagant creations. He was and is intentional about everything he makes. Throughout the remainder of the season, be on the lookout for God's artwork. Take notice of his use of colors and give him praise for the magnificent work he has done. Just look around. It's easy to recall that he truly is the master artist. Do you enjoy learning about scripture through its context? We invite you to visit our website, intentionalfilling.com, to check out the number of resources we have available in our shop, including worksheets, studies, and even our free online course, Rooted in the Word. Subscribe to the Biblical Context Matters podcast to be alerted of our new episode for more faith-boosting content. Until next time, read your Bible and remember, Biblical Context Matters.